My name is Rabbi Levi Aftin from Johannesburg. My brother, Rabbi Shmuley Aftin from Crown Heights. I should be in 770, director of SAE, Vechulu Vechulu Vidal. Now, we're here to Fabreng on the Sicha, the third curriculum, the third set, and to really open it up. So, Shmuley, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll start with the question. And the question is summarize the Sicha in as short as possible and like really the point that that sits at the heart of both of these sikhs which is actually the reason why we chose to use the vayikash sikha as a lead in and an introduction to shmais what's the nakuda right so to bring the basic nakuda yeah you could say that sort of the one line that comes out of these two sikhs is the big message which really you can find in so many of these sikhs, you know, especially and, and these two sikhs, you really see it in very direct terms, is the Rebbe addresses the unique time in history we're standing in. Um, right, in general, the Rebbe called our generation, our doyer, many times the, the last generation of Golas and the first generation of Gola. Um, in the later years, the Rebbe was even more direct and it would speak about the last moments or the last moment of Golos and the first moment of Gola, which pretty much puts us in this twilight zone. We're right, we're on the we're on the bridge, right there in between Golos and Gola. Being in such a space puts us all personally and collectively in a very interesting place. Where on the one hand, we're living a Golos experience, as we'll hopefully talk about over the next little bit, and we could be almost entrenched in this Golos. We're here for over uh, almost 2,000 years. That's a lot of time to enter Golos reality. On the other hand, we're starting the Gola process, right, in some way. So we have within us Golos realities, Gola realities, Golos lives, Gola lives, avoid us a Golos, avoid us a Gola, and the ability to bring is what lies at the core of these two sikhs. The terminology changes a bit, and I'll just use some code words, right? In, in Vayigash, the Rebbe uses words like bringing together Mordechai and Haman, and in, and in Shmoy, the Rebbe uses words of bringing together Golos and Geula, you see it's Mitzrayim and Geula Shlema, Rebbe Gamliel and Rebbe Lazar ben Azarias, you know, the two paths, the two shittas. But ultimately, it boils down to the same, the same point, bringing these two together in a, almost a seamless way. Okay, so let's start with a few assumptions that you could choose to agree with or not. It's 30 years after the sikhs were said. Would you agree with me that currently we're living in some of the toughest times in these 30 years? In other words, that we're going and we're doing this, we're, we're learning the course, we're doing these sikhs at a time that there be, seems to be this biggest cognitive dissonance between what the Sikh is saying and what we're living? Or is that a uh, hyperbole? Well, uh, can you like say one statement so I can actually argue with, am I supposed to argue with that? Or are you giving me the ability to argue? In other words, right. basically, 
my lead up is that I, I, I want I want to like if we can almost put the the two extremes the Rebbe is trying to get us to live seem to be as polar distant as possible, especially now. Now, yeah, I guess so it's that, a bit. So that's the point, right? So that's the point that I was sort of trying trying to address. That the moment we speak about this fusion, so somehow paradoxically, we can never be far from it. Because what will you say? That the fusion is only of, you know, two points that are close to each other, but now the two became more extreme, they're more polarized. In other words, is it not Golos? Is Golos not Golos anymore? And Gola is not Gola anymore? Or you're saying Golos is more Golos and Gola is more Gola, right? The moment, the moment you say that these two sides go together, so we're addressing the reality that it's two sides, right? No one... No one ever thought Mordechai and Haman are not opposites. Right? Which was, which was what Ahasuerus was trying to do. And as the Rebbe brings the different Mamari Chazal, that to do it's impossible. It's not in, it's not for human beings. It's something that's in godly territory. The Ebishter himself can do such things. Right? But in general, to try to uh, play both sides, right? You know, in general, we look at people that try to to try to you know play to both sides, try to make everyone happy, and just move the goalposts based on who they're talking to. We don't necessarily look that at look at that as someone uh, respectable, right? We don't see that as something proper. Or you're a player, you're going to all sides. If it's not the Abishter himself doing it, then you're just playing around. But what the Rebbe introduces in the Sikha is the ability to to sort of play the last iskert but not from a place of weakness, from a place of strength from a place of fusion. Okay. So let's focus on the Haman for a while, for the Golos, the Raman Gamliel, whatever perspective we're going on. Right, whichever way you'll take it. Okay. So, so is Golos real? In other words, what we're living in? Like when you learn the Sicha, you might interpret it that, like, are you kidding me? I mean, the Rebbe is describing that I could live the Mesa Mashiach lifestyle, that I'm transcendent, that I'm bigger than this. And we're like, we're all living within our own reality. And we know, we know the temptations. We know, I mean, we're living in a week of scandals and stuff. Like, what is this? Is it like, is the Rebbe talking real? Or is this almost exited out of our reality? Okay, so give your, it's not going to be a question and answer, right? Right, 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 right. It's just uh, uh, unpacking. I'm trying to unpack, and I should say something so that way you could bring the, the, the other side. Right, so, so first of all, I think it's a very important point when we speak about Golos and Gola, and is Golos real? Meaning maybe it's all in our minds, right? Isn't it ever saying that it's all Gola and sort of just open your eyes, right? So is Golos real? I think the important point to realize is that from the outset, from the beginning, Golos and Geula are perspectives. Right? There's the vart from, I think it's brought from Hill Paracher, quoting the Alter Rebbe, that Lifnei Rashpi the Chaveir of Leinech Rabbais. Sadikim on the level of Rabbi Shimon Yuchai and others, and the Rabbeim have brought the, the same applies when we get to Big Sadikim, when we get to the Rabbeim, when we get to, uh, you know, very uh, spiritually in tune individuals. Lo was never destroyed, meaning you, there are people that are always living gula. So, 
it's not just that like, okay, there were times that Golos was real, Golos was real, but now it's about, it's all about your perspective. It's always been about your perspective. That's what Golos and Gola is. Just like, is Golos real? Is Gola real? If you're experiencing Golos, then you're in Golos. If you're experiencing Gola, then you're in Gola. Now, what the Chiddush today is that it's not just up to Rashbi, the Chaverov, and a few other unique individuals to live Gola. Now the Rebbe says, every single one of you can can open your eyes and enter this reality. Right, so that's the kunz. So is Golos real? Of course it's real. If you're living in Golos, it's real. Is Gola real? It is. If you're living Gola, it's real. But here, but the depth over here is that they can both be real at the same time. Meaning it's not just you're in Golos, jump out of Golos and start living Gola reality. There's a truth to that as well, and, and that's a very high avoida. Yet there's something perhaps even greater, which is merging the two. So on the one hand, it's greater. On the other hand, it's also, you could call it somewhat of an echama, you know, because for many of us, it's like, okay, so I could just enter this gula reality, whatever it even is. And some of us will even say, okay, I know a few people that live in gula reality. Uh, I'm from a different club. You know, that's not, I don't I don't want to subscribe. I don't subscribe. They're everyone for their own purposes and insecurities and, 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 and proper tightness, everyone on their level. And there's a very, yeah, you know, there's a very, you might even call a cool message here that, yes, you can be living in both realities at the same time. They're both true. And ultimately, that goal can help you within your goalless reality. Okay. So, sorry, just continuing with another question. So we're sitting here, I have a phone in my hand. We're sitting in front of a computer, we're doing this digitally. And it's no secret that a, a, a large amount of people, if not a majority of youngsters and adults are addicted to this phone. Okay, so, and the phone, whatever, even if we're talking about absolutely clippers, no gas stuff on the phone, not, nothing heck. So you're telling me when that that now I'm sitting and wasting my time going through my this checking the news etc. And then I step out and now what? I just make a mind switch and I'm living gula. I'm living gula while I'm reading the news. Go on. <laughs> For me, I, I, I like something that. Like it is so important is it has to be when I'm learning the sicha, you know, pairing the sicha. If it's not talking to my life and it's only talking to holy people, and I don't know many holy people, and the few I know, as you said, I'm not sure I want to hang around them or their friends. Uh, it has to interpret to my life. In other words, it has to be real. Okay, you know, whatever. I'm a, I'm a yid. I'm a chassid. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a regular, I'm one of the guys. So like, so if it's only talking to the top 2% of holy people, then, then. Right, someone told me he's a package in the mail of Transcend. He wanted to know if the, if the package came along with a dose of psychedelics or, or at least uh, some <laughs> form of, uh, su some substance that will actually allow him to transcend. Okay. See so, Transcend, he opens up and he finds a booklet with a sicha. <laughs> so, the, for me, the answer is yes. Somehow, living Geula is living the life I'm living. It, it, it can't be exited. In other words, I, 
when I am addicted to the phone, then I'm not necessarily living a Gola lifestyle, but I do believe that if I work on myself to adapt, as you said, the Gola perspective, because it's only a perspective, then it should be able to offer me tools to live a more balanced, wholesome Gola lifestyle. Okay, let's do, if possible, let's do a bit of a, a history class over here, um, based off the, the points that it brings in the Sikha of, of uh, Shmois. I think it, it brings a lot of context, um, right? Especially as we're mamish a few days before Yud Shvat, um, we're coming from Chavdal Tevis, that I would uh, very often connect the two days. Chavdal Tevis, almost as if Chavdal Tevis, the yard site of the Alter Rebbe, is sort of as a lead up and a chana for Yud Shvat. This connection between Shvi and the Rishon, right? It's 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 it all lead up to where we are today. So the Rebbe in the Sicha brings the story of Ram Gamliel and the Rebbe ben Azariah, right? Which is actually the Rebbe brings just the end of the story. The story itself is a fascinating story in the Gemara of of the the transition of leadership in that time. Ram Gamliel was the Nasi of Klal Yisrael, and Obviously, some changes happened. The community wasn't ready to accept his form of leadership, um, which is a fascinating story and has a lot of um, connected to today's reality a lot. Either way, he was taken down and um, and Nazari was chosen. He was a youngster. He was 18 years old. He was chosen and he was put in that position. The first Mishnah that he says, boy, 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 or that day, one of the Mishnahs that he said that day is Laman We should always mention Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Why does it call Yemechayecha? It adds a few points. So then there are two opinions there, right? There's Ben Zoyim and there's the Chachamim that we don't only mention Yitzhak Mitzrayim by day, we also mention it by night, and we don't only mention it by day or by day and by night, we also mention it when Mashiach comes. And the Rebbe sees this statement as the, the mission statement of Osman Azariah. If this is what he said on the day he became Nasi, there's cosmic um, importance and effect to this. Uh, this is like his mimer. This is sort of Rebbe Azariah's Basi Lagani, if you will. Right? This is his mission statement. Where do we see the biggest change in the actual Nasius, in the actual Anhag of Rebbe Azariah Nazariah and uh, Rebbe Gamliel? So Rabbi Gamliel, and this associates with the kind of leadership he had, it was more stringent, it was more, uh, you know, sort of like, you know, my way or the hard way, or, or the highway. And, and, um, and Rabbi Gamliel says, The base Medrash is the exclusive club. And there are very few people that are shaykhed. You know, people that are ready to live up to certain standards, they can come in. If you're inside, not like you're outside, in other words, if you don't live up to the standards that we preach over here and that we have to act upon, then you're not invited into the base medrash. Rabbi Lazar and Azariah comes about, opens the base medrash, everyone's available, right? I, it was sort of, he's, like, he's like the populist Nasi. He's the Nasi for the entire community. You're Shaykh, you're not Shaykh. This is open for everybody. Um, I think I'm just uh, preaching a bit too long, so take over from here. Yeah. So what no. happens next? Okay, so Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah uh, transforms the whole uh, the whole perspective of people, and eventually, even Rabbi Gamliel agrees with him. Rabbi Gamliel comes to appreciate 
that this is right. And it's important, just one more point, that this whole story happens after Kurban Abayas, not too long after. So it's already a decimated community. It's, it's the beginning of Gullus, which is quite interesting that the Rebbe is taking the Sikha, which is the end of Gullus, and it's really talking about a story that was one of the defining stories at the beginning of Gullus. It was like even the, the lead up, you said the story with Amin Gamliel, what got him demoted was when he had a very tough um, relationship with Rabbi Yeshua, where he put Rabbi, he seemed to, people perceived that he was embarrassing Rabbi Yeshua. Over he was Yeshua to, uh, to follow the, the way he wanted because we need leadership over here. In other words, there was a time of, Will Yiddishkeit be fragmented? Will it not be fragmented? Ram Gamliel was trying to hold Yiddishkeit together. He wasn't a tough person. And that really was the thing. He was trying to build a foundation. It's, you know, it's similar to maybe what you say the al Tadeb at the beginning of Chabad, at least the beginning. He has Chadarim and, and various levels, and it, it was in some way an elitist club. Eventually things change after Petterberg, etc. I saw something very interesting just lately. Um, so there was this uh, a writer associated with Chabad. His name was um, was Chaim Eliezer Bichovsky. He was a chassid of one of the Chabad dynasties, one of the the, the sons of the Tzemach Tzedek, Liadi, and then I think it was Babroisk. He actually there were issues there. There were politics with Chabad, and he didn't get along with the Rebbeim. And the earlier in the time of the Rebbe Rashab and the Friedrich Rebbe, we were somewhat uh, we distanced ourselves from him. But then things sort of changed, and, and he was more, sort of more accepted. And by the Rebbe, the Rebbe already quoted him, and he was more accepted. Um, Didn't the Rebbe publish his Sefer? So publish his Sfarim, and a lot of his stuff are, are in different Sifri Kahas, etc. Right. There's a Kisver of Chaim Lazar uh, printed by Kahas. So, so he has a lot of interesting uh, Mesoiris about the Alter Rebbe and the early Deiris of Chabad. So one of the things he writes is actually a bit different. We always speak about pre-Petterberg and post-Petterberg and the changes that happened. So he has a list of things that he got the Kabbalah of the Messiah, of changes that happened pre and post-Petterberg. He has a list there of like five, six major changes. Some of them very interesting. So one of the things he writes is that till Petterberg, the Alter Rebbe went to Shittas Post-Petterberg, he moved to Shittas Rebbe Lazar Menazari. In other words, he, he associates it with the Gemara. In order, based on things that he heard from previous chassidim. In other words, until then, the chassidus, and what's connected with the chassidus he's teaching, the chassidus until then was high, you know, very strong one-liners, if you will, if you will these, these small, these, you know, very dense mamarim, very high energy, not really high for the masses. Then he sort of, in a way, toned down the energy, it was more in Chabad style, and even uh, people on a lower level perhaps were able to understand it, even if you're not on a very high spiritual level. So, and that was Rebbe Lazim and Azariah. So much so, the way that the Rebbe said, Alter Rebbe, the Rebbe would quote very often, Alter Rebbe wanted that Chabad shouldn't be a maflega, shouldn't be a party. It should be for Klal Yisrael. Everyone should be part of Anash. Right? So there's, if you will, the democratizing, right? You're, you're making a Chabad for the masses, Chassidus for the masses, Primus um, Atayra for the masses, which were very similar to Rebbe Lazim and Azariah. So, so that's, and this has happened in every dirt. If you will, this also happened pretty much at the time of the Rebbe's, when the Rebbe started in the Seas, you know, the Rebbe's Basilegani, the Rebbe's Kabbalah's in the Seas, Yod Shvat, well, the actual story of Abbas Mazari right? They opened the Bate Medrash for everybody. Until post-war, post-World War II, and when we came here to the States and Eretz Yisrael, right? When we, when we had to rebuild Yiddishkeit, 
Who are the yeshivas for? How much percent, never mind of Klal Yisrael, how much percent of Haredi, of Frumet Yiddishkeit, Frumet Jews, how much percent of the Bachrim and of the, kid, the kids were in the yeshiva system? Right. I don't know, some, some numbers, 20%, 30%, or the numbers girls told the early till 1920 something so right so, there you have 50 percent right and boys if you weren't shy if you weren't to be never mind to be a god if you weren't shy to be a tamid chacham you went you, you went to work right the vassar trager uh whatever everyone did their thing and all of a sudden post-war we said and and there uh, in this obviously but this was across the board pretty much all daily israel Open the Bati Medrash, right? We're now going in Shita, Sarbazim, and Azaria. This is now for everybody. Everyone's part of this system. What's, which is what's interesting. Which is interesting. Yeah. We complain about the system. You know, one of the big gripes of, of people is the system. Right. But this, the system at the core wasn't a system. The, the system was that now we're opening the doors for everybody. The problem was then we try to, once we open the doors for everybody, we try to then systemize everyone to become elitists. Oh, oh, so we're, right. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to approach that and talk what you know. It's because what when we open the system, right? When we when we say the extra eighty percent, if we'll call it that, right, can now enter. What are we saying with that? Are we saying now that all of a sudden everyone became tamid chachamim? Are we saying now the main thing is right because now we can't allow people to be out. Everyone has to go to yeshivas because it's the only way to stay from. So we're, we'll keep the yeshivas the same way they taught all along, all those years, right? Since the yeshivas opened in Velazhin. We'll continue that system, but now we'll just have 80% of the zal or the classroom is taking up space and spacing out. Are we saying now we have to teach to the lowest common denominator, right? Teach to the lowest level, and the, now the top 20 or 30 or 50 percent have to um, have to now figure out what to do and be bo- go bored out of their minds, um, right? So it's all part, and, and this is part of this discussion. In other words, what exactly is Rabbi and Azariah doing? So in his case, it wasn't necessarily academically opening it for the academically challenged. It was opening it for those that are uh, ethically challenged. In other words, but it's the same question. What does it actually mean? So this that we're saying that now it's for everybody and everyone can enter the base measure. So that's not the part of this. This is the basic story of the Gemara. The point that Rebbe points out here, which is in the Gemara, but we don't necessarily chap the Oymek, that Rebbe is saying Rebbe Gamliel joined. So what does it mean that Rebbe Gamliel joined? You read the Gemara, Gamaliel joined, you know, even though he had one form of leadership, he had one way of looking at things, he was smart enough, or he was humble enough to see that the masses moved to Rabban Gamaliel, to Rabbi Lezman Azariah. I'm not going to fade, I see my way is not the way that's working now. Fine, so he conformed to the new reality. Rabbi says, no, it doesn't work that way. We're talking about Sadiqim, we're talking about Tanoin. Rabban Gamaliel is a shitta. It's a shitta of Torah. Rabbi Lezman Azariah is a shitta of Torah. By saying that Rabbi Gamliel entered the base medrash, what we're saying is that somehow the base medrash being open for everybody, the shita so wasn't in Azaria, still works with the philosophy of Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel can now implement his philosophy. He felt that the base medrash is a place that he'll feel comfortable. He can implement his philosophy in the base medrash. Or in Azario with the extra, what does it bring? 400 uh, benches, 700 whatever, benches, hundreds of people that join. How? In other words, what, what so so what is that? So let's let's think of a typical yeshiva, you know, because that's one of the big conversations people have, the system. 
So typical yeshiva, no names anywhere on the planet. There's the 20%, you know, that's flying high, that's Pashat gets it, that understands that Ashba and that I did very easy. There's the top 20, the, the bottom 20% that's Bukhla not interested, you know, the 20, 20, 60%, everyone loves their definitions of how to divide. The point is, so now the, the other 80% is sitting in the in the Zal, and Raman Gamliel is telling them what. Okay. Hey, what's he telling them? Go for it. <sighs> um, so I'll actually use the Rebbe's words. You would think that because this person's not you can't accomplish with him a gula shleima. You can only accomplish a gula she'ena shleima. You can only accomplish iskafia. Because gula shleima means somebody's 100% inside the government, whatever, teichit kebada. So Chachamim, come and tell us that even somebody that's not teichit kebada, you can accomplish a gula shleima. In other words, based on that kid's skills, you can elevate the child, the student, to their ultimate potential, and their ultimate potential is their goal. Is that correct? Um, it, it definitely is correct, right? But obviously, we have to try to figure out how exactly does that work. In other words, what exactly? Meaning, so there are, in other words, the lower twenty percent is not a fact. The lower eighty percent is not a fact. It's all. You know, made up numbers just to make a just just to make a teacher feel more comfortable in class when he walks in the first day and sees. Right? Are we really saying that the whole class is geniuses? Right? Are we saying that really everyone has a higher level of IQ? Are we saying everyone really is more from and chassidish and moral and? No, and everyone we're saying that we don't care. We're saying that each and every one is serving the Eibushter and living their subjective gula because. I guess one point that we should explore is is an objective experience or subjective. And based on what we spoke about earlier, it's subjective because it's each in your own perspective. So if somebody has an IQ of 130 and the other person has an IQ of 90, they can't be both expected to live the same gaula. In other words, if gaula is an objective experience, then somehow the guy that has an IQ of 90 is supposed to be understanding a gemara the way the guy that has a much higher IQ, which is not shy. Whatever, you can maybe say the guy could push his effort, but it's still, some people are born with G, with Kishtanis and some people will struggle. So goal is a subjective experience, is it not? Yes, perhaps, right, yeah, pretty much. Then the question is, the question is, so is the mission to go out to everyone and tell everybody, okay, guys, get into this gaula mode and just leave gaulas behind, right? Leave gaulas behind. F in the again, you're in gaula. Gaulas won't exist anymore, right? So, 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 so the, the boy, the girl comes over and says, so you're basically telling me, okay, what are you saying? Learn this sicha or get involved. Come to the fabrengen, you know, be part of the community. Come to the shir, and gaulas as you know it ceases to exist. There is no gullus. You won't have challenges. You won't have these struggles. You won't have these nephilis. You won't have these real, you know, the dark side will just disappear. You enter fully the, the place of Gaula. Right? And now, which is basically the shit of Ram Gamliel. Uh, 
but that's not really possible. Until Mashiach comes, nobody's getting rid of their right. skeletons in the closet. Right, right. So there's an implication here where sort of there is this, we're allowing all the students to be there in their Golos reality, subjective, objective, but they're in their reality, and yet implement Gola ideals, implement the Gola reality. You know, we're talking about the, the yeshivas and, and all the kinds of Talmidim. So actually, there was once a, without getting into the Pratim, it was in Tafshin Lamed Beis in, in 1972, around Purim time. Basically, here in 770, they split the yeshivas. They split the, the American Bachrim with the Israeli Bachrim. And I was holding the basically older Bachrim and younger Bachrim, the Bachrim that should be learning here, Bachrim that should be learning in Chayv Beitayr and the yeshiva down the block. And obviously, the guys are very unhappy with this because, first of all, no one's been kicked out of their place, especially you're, you're in the Rebbe's Dalai Lama, you have to move somewhere else. And generally, you start, you know, profiling, and uh, these guys belong here, these guys belong there. And the Rebbe spoke about Zbaydi Fabreng and Amparim, it's, it's on video, and the Rebbe didn't go into, into the details of being in some 70, outside some 70, the Rebbe turned into a discussion in general about levels in teaching and in the classroom. Right when you streaming, when you put some some kids, you have a, you have a greater class and, and you have the Mitzvah class and the more Pashta class, etc. Which is a whole topic of its own, and we're not gonna uh, assume uh, right, right. But just to touch upon it, in other words, what's really the debate? Some people will say, look, you have kids that are smarter; they're shy to learn much more, so it's for their gain. You have kids that are on a lower level; let them learn things that make sense to them. That, that can that, that can right that, that that they'll actually understand instead of having to hear higher stuff. So everyone's game. What's the counter argument to that? There are many, but what's at the core of the counter? The counter argument is you're you're taking this guy and telling him you're from the lower 10, 20%, right? You're basically you're officially labeling <laughs> this kid and, and you're keeping in there. And basically he can so yes, will he get something shy at his level? Perhaps, but he's not going to pass that bar, right? He'll stay there on the bottom. Versus if he's over here, maybe he won't fully understand, but maybe he or she, maybe they'll, they'll sort of be able to elevate him. The Rebbe said, no, it's it, it's far carrot. Rebbe said, why? This These kids, right, we'll call them the lower part of the class. Um, when they're in the regular classroom, so all is cool. Like, yeah, they're part of it. They have no clue what's going on, what, what's being taught, but, you know, they're part of the system. They're in it. They don't really even feel a lack. Said, now they go into that classroom, there's, there's two values. Number one, they'll actually learn and understand. They'll get what's going on. But that's not the kunst. That, that if we'll, we'll use the uh, terminology of the sikha, that means you're saying that you could live, you'd see it in the you could live a lower level of gula, on your level. The kunst here is that once they're there, and now they see, one second, there's where to strive to, there's where to go to, there's where to, to move up to. Then mayim tachtoin boichim, Right, like the lower waters on the second day of creation, we're crying, hey, why are we down here? We want to be closer. All of a sudden, it's a thirst to go higher. In other words, we, by the Rebbe, there was never a decision that was, okay, we take, you know, we have to take you and your struggles into account, and we have to preach to the bottom. We have to talk down, right, the people there on the bottom. Yes, maybe at the moment we'll say, we'll speak something on your level, but ultimately it's about bringing you up. All the decisions are taking into account that how would I get you back to the top not, or, or to the top initially? How do I get you up there? Right? We'll bring everyone into the base medrash and everyone is shy. 
And ultimately, let's say now, right? So it's not just about the base measures. We're going out there. We're, we're, Chabad is all over the place, right? At this stage, we are Judaism. We are the face of Yiddishkeit in America. The face of Yiddishkeit in the world, right? If, if we're Chatz uh, still in the in a few years, Chabad is just growing. The, the, the Rebbe is the Rebbe of Klal Yisrael. Not just Beruch Nisinyanim, and you know, it's the previous Nisinyanim, but Bepoil. And what's the message we're giving to the people? So sometimes we look at it, there's Chabad in the base Medrash, there's Chabad in, you know, in 770, in the yeshivas, in our communities, but then there's the Chabad that we preach to the world. Fluff. Peace and love. And, huh? Fluff. Right, well, some level. And then even in ourselves, as when we're in yeshiva, and then when we're in the workforce, when we're, you know, we're out there. And in our personal lives, in the, the moments of yeshiva, the moment there's davening, and out, and out of davening, there's, there's Yemi the Pagras, there's a Yud Shvat, and then there's Stamimul of Tevis or Cheshven, you know, a, 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 another gray month. And, and how do we bring, how do we bring these together? How do I, in my, in that lower reality, what you call in the gullus reality, be able to elevate myself and incorporate Geula into that? Great. So that was a 20 minute question. I, I tried. Was it 20 minutes? <laughs> Just kidding. So, so, so in general, I find a lot of a lot of people are very good at asking questions. And the truth is maybe the question Shailas Chachem's Khatsi Chiva. So I think I think in this place when we're talking about paradoxes, the question is the it is itself the answer. Because part of the answer is figuring out how to Acknowledge and live with the tension of the paradox. So that's where I want to go. I mean, that's where well, that's where I think we, we we could go. The idea of, of living paradox. It's actually the, the the introduction to the to the course. We spoke about that whole idea of living paradox. Right. Because yeah, of course. Here's true. Um, paradox is uncomfortable and like. I don't know. It's been bothering me recently, but I guess it's my gripe that, you know, we live in a time of courses. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry opens a course. And of course, on parenting, of course, on this, of course, on that, of course, on Chassidishkeit, of course, on teaching. And you need your one big idea because you have to be in the Chaddish. So you come up with your big idea and then like, Hamida um, Nalachas, like the, the Navi, you know, you, you, you but Chabaku came and put everything on one Nekuda, Emunah, so these guys put it on one Nekuda. And we try to offer a simplistic answer to, to this. You want to know how to manage your classroom? Everyone in their ear. Yeah. So in, in, you want to know how to manage your classroom? A, B, C, follow, follow. I can't hear you. You hear me now? Yeah. What are you saying? I'm saying this one is the advice for Shalom Bayez. This is the advice yeah. for business. This is the, yeah. the yeshiva system. If all the the ABCs listen to the four Ds and the three Ss and the 14 this and, and every and for me, like, although I appreciate and like Chas Shalom, I don't want people to you know to, to, to say I don't believe in growth, but it, it's it's often comes across too simplistic. Instead of saying I have a idea, it becomes the idea. Why? Because nobody wants to live paradox. One of the stories 
Um, I, I think his name was Alexander Ben Nun. He was a big mechanic in Eretz He came to the Rebbe and the Lamids, and he prepared the Ten Commandments of Education. And the Rebbe looked at it and said, very, very fine, they're all wonderful, but you forgot the 11th commandment that there are no commandments in education. There's no, there's, there's, the, there's tips, but don't make, this is the non-negotiable. You want to know how to raise your kid to be a chassidish kid in 2021? This is it. Okay, this and this and this. Why? Because we hate paradox. So what, what, well, what what's I, good is that reality always What's good is that reality always changes. Therefore, you could say the 10 tips for 10, 2021 isn't the 10 tips for 2022. So you could make a new course. And then basically each guy that figures out the right thing becomes the new fad. Like, you know, even in the film world, we have fads where suddenly the new people become, oh, you heard that guy, you have to go to his or her chinuch course. They're going to change your life. And then, oh my gosh, you have to go to this person's things. And then two years later, they're totally out of the fad because they haven't adapted to the new ABCs. And sorry for the cynicism of it, but for me, I think it is last. We'll really try our best to to keep you on a longer leash. So my I'll speak to Shlaimi a few more times. I think I think the point that we have to explore is embracing paradox. In other words, this whole sikh is coming and saying that this and that Gullah school. Yeah, but, but we like, no, 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 give me a simple answer. What do you want? I, I was talking, I have a, a student that we were talking recently, and they're like, if it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. I said, yeah, there's 613 mitzvahs, there's right and wrong, but beyond that, everything's not everything, but almost everything's great. Clip us and simple. Nah, you're copying out. I got copying out. That's not a cop out, that's the truth. You're copying out because you're trying to make life. Like as if the, that you, you walk into the day and everything's clear. In other words, at the heart of the sikha is that, yes, it's, it's, it's complicated, it's complex. Your challenges are real. Your shalom bias issues are real. Your chin of kids issue your kids are real. The daughter's not finding a shidduch. It's, re- it's real. We're not. And at the same time, you're living a goal and you're opening your perspective you're stressing, but you're being bigger than your stress. You're addicted, but you're becoming bigger than you're addicted. You're traumatized, but you're bigger than your trauma. This whole mikudah that you don't have to be defined. You don't have to be defined by, by, by lack of nuance, by defined by, you know, this is what I am. This is my personality. I'm a this. I'm a doctor. I'm a, I have this taiva. I have this issue. I'm an addict. Yeah. Fine, you're an addict, it's important to be honest, but that's your definition. Zemi Shata, this is all of you. And today, like, he's chassidish, he's not chassidish. She's, you know, with it. And like, it's like simple definitions that always, even before these sikhs, disrespected the complexity of humanity, but how much more so now when the Rebbe is telling us that not only can each and every one of us be a baini, but in many ways we can be a tzaddik. In other words, we can be an incredible level, that we can live an incredible paradox. It's important to sit there embracing it within others, but most importantly within ourselves. What is it? Well, part of what you said, yeah, anyway, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. There, there's, you know, it's when you look at the sicha. And I was thinking, 
like the, the message of the sicha. And to take it out of the words of the exact sicha, right? Rabbi Azariah and Rabbi Gamaliel, Golos and Geula, also the words Golos and Geula are used so much that sometimes we we forget what their actual meaning is and it, it, when you know as it pertains to our avoid and ourselves and our lives. Um, sometimes using other words, not necessarily has to be proper English words, but sometimes just other contexts, even within Chassidus, gives it gives it you know something uh, relatable. We're coming we're coming to Yotshvat. Yotshvat we know if you say the message of Yotshvat, and this was every single year, is Basi Lagani. The Friedrich Rebbe's last Maimer, what the Rebbe called the Tzava, or the Friedrich Rebbe for the next Doyer, and the Rebbe says he finds solutions, you know, the answers to all the questions, the Rebbe said this in the first days, all the questions he's asked, he finds answers in Basi Lagani. But it wasn't just then, throughout the years, right, for, for about 40 years, there would Chazar Basi Lagani, another Maimer, another Maimer. The Rebbe really saw Basi Lagani as the the not just the mission statement, but the uh, the map, the roadmap for what our mission is, what our avoid is, and there's many fascinating ideas there. But one of the ideas there that sometimes you know we slip through, we chazer it every year, we learn Basi Lagani, and then on Yutzvat we, we we read the original Basi Lagani. One of the points that is that is so fascinating there is that Eb uses somewhat similar lingo in our in the Sicha is the constant back and forth between Eskafia and Eshapcha. Um, you just look through the few, first five prakhanas, the initial Basilegani, uh, Toshin Yud, he changes the Lushan very often, almost every, every Sif. First, like the Avaida, through the Avaida of Eskafia and Eshapcha, then he says through the Avaida of Eskafia, through the Avaida of Eshapcha, through the Avaida of Eshapcha, that leads to Eshapcha, just Eshapcha, just Eshapcha. So, so without getting into the small diyokim, which the Rebbe would, would speak about, and, and, and break it down, Someone just asked me last week, we're learning a mimer, and he said, Iskafi and Ishapcha, we're doing Ishapcha, we're doing Ishapcha. Ishapcha is a very good thing. How are we doing Ishapcha? 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 Right? right? We're trying to avoid What does Ishapcha mean? Just for the sake of the right. Ishapcha so is, we're speaking to a person that has impulses. So inyone ra, which ra is a very very wide definition. It can mean um, things Basically, his impulses are to not follow Torah and mitzvahs to the T, not follow Ratz and Hashem to the T. Impulses, right? We have tivis for all different things. We have urges, instincts, etc., etc. Everyone can take it in, in their way. And the Alter Rebbe discusses this at length in Tanya. Basically, says. It's fine that you have these, or just fine that you have these impulses. Break yourself, right? Don't give in. Don't think about it. Just move on. Do your thing. And I, your whole life, you're going to have to break yourself again and again. It's like, okay, I broke myself. Why does it come back the next day? It's fine. You'll deal with it, right? One day at a time. And then Al-Tareb says, right? And don't feel down. Don't feel like life is a failure. Maybe you're built for this. Person will say, no, let me take those thoughts, let me take those instincts, let me take those urges, let me take those feelings and transform them. Right? This is the next parak in Parak of Ches. Alter Rebbe says, you know, know who you are. Don't be a shaita, don't be a fool and think that you can do tzadikim. Right? It's not just that parak. This is really the, the, one of the main points of Tanya is it's a reality check. Right? You're, you're not a tzadik. You're not a... You're not, you might be a Russian, you could become a Bainan. 
right? You could, you could live the life of a Benini. But you'll um, never change your inside. You never change your inside. This is the way we usually understand. This is the way we understand Tanya. The Rebbe in the Sikha basically says like this: We're in Baleilois. We're in a time of Leilois. Leilois, if you use it in Tanya language, is Russia. Person's in darkness. He's living a dark life. There's much darkness in his life. Where can he strive to? So first, the Rebbe says, "Maskirin Yitzias Mitzrayim." By Leilois, the Rebbe quotes uh, Ben Zayn, right? Yitzias, what's Yitzias Mitzrayim? And Chassidus says Yitzias Mitzrayim is associated with the Skafia because that's what happened when we left Mitzrayim. We didn't completely transform ourselves. We just escaped. We told the Itzahara, we told the mind games going on in, inside of us. We told those instincts, we told those, those challenges from, that, from, that, from, our, from society, from friends, from family, whatever it is. Talk to you later, or I won't talk to you later. I'm running off. I'll, 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 I'm getting involved in something else. Avoid. Avoid. Flight, right, move on. So you could have right? You in your leilos, you can live a life of Yitzias Mitzrayim. But then the Chacham come and say, "Lahov yilimoisa Mashiach." So "Lahov yilimoisa Mashiach" pashlus means that even when Mashiach comes, we'll still mention Yitzias Mitzrayim. But the Rebbe learns that Pichsiz ever brings a quote from his father, Rebbe Levik, "Lahov yilimoisa Mashiach." That even baleilos, "Lahov," we can bring in Yimoisa Mashiach. Not only you can experience Yitzias Mitzrayim today, you can experience Yimoisa Mashiach. And the Mashiach associated with this hapcha, right? We'll call it hapcha, call it avodas tzaddikim. As the Rebbe, as you said, the Rebbe spoke about today doing avodas of tzaddikim. In other words, the thing what the Rebbe is saying here, you're not speaking about someone that's Rabbi Gamliel caliber, toichi kibare. You're not speaking about someone that's actually living gula every moment. You're speaking about somebody that's not only he's a halavai benani, right? He's baleilos. He's not even by Yitzchak Mitzrayim yet. He's in the darkness. He might be living a dark life in many different areas. And yet we're coming and telling him, you can experience you can even experience Lahavi Yemoisa Mashiach. Even Yemoisa Mashiach is Whatever you'll call, the point is you can have the transcendent moments. In other words, you can incorporate within yourself the greatest heights, greatest success. The greatest levels. That's that's the the, the, the great message. Now, does it mean that right now I'll do that and then that's it? And now the Yitzhar doesn't exist anymore and challenges don't exist anymore and there won't be other things going on? You might still be Baleilis. It's it's revolutionary. Or we'll use the Lashon of, of the Be'iyah There might still be Haman. You are still living in a Haman reality, in a Haman perspective, in, in different areas. And yet you're able to incorporate within yourself Mordechai. Able to incorporate within yourself Geula. So I, I want to sit on that by Yigash Sikha for a moment. That Mordechai and Haman. Because the Rebbe talks about that. I know part of Geula is the Maile Me'azman, but the point is to bring it into a... Uh, no, we have, an, we have another 15 minutes. We have another 15, 20 minutes. So... The Rebbe over there talks about you could be Mordechai and Haman. How can you be at the level of Mordechai? In other words, how can you be at the level where, like Hashem, that you could live paradox, the ultimate paradox, is by Bittel. So what's Bittel? Bittel is it's not about you. In other words, the only way to live a paradox is when it's bigger than you. And the Rebbe sits on that extensively in the Rehigah Sifa. 
And I think it's a very important point because it connects to everything. Today, we live in a world that's all about me. And I'm not saying in a narcissistic perspective. It's figuring out what issues we have and figuring out the, you know, our background and our future and our dreams and our dust and our yens. And of course, like I said earlier, there's no black and white, so there's room for that. But it's a bit obsessive. And Ula maybe you could say that, that, that what the Deba is telling us is you want to be able to live this paradox, get out of your own head. Stop thinking the whole day about you. Ask, you know, like the, 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 they often says, quote JFK, ask not what you needed, what you needed for, but in the words of the in the words of Al Tadeba, who told the Chassid, the Chassid came and said, ikhtar, 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 he said, and you're not saying what you, what you need it for. In other words, you're saying what you need, not what you need it for. And I think that's a very important point. In other words, if I'm locked in myself and in my own narratives, that is part of ghosts. If I'm all in me and me and my situations and my background and what happened to me, and, and of course there's room for that, there's but if that's where I'm living all day, and I'm saying this as somebody who does this, in other words, it, it locks you in. You cannot live Geula when you're spending the whole day figuring out how your parents messed you up or your teachers messed you up. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. The, deal with yeah, you're, you're already creating a binary over here. You're already locking some people out. <laughs> I, I, I think, like, in order to live Geula, you have to get outside yourself. That's what the Debbie says. Because basically, at that Sikha, the Debbie quotes a Medrash that's, that Hashem says, I can do Kirtzayin I can embrace the paradox of both Mordechai and Amar. The Debbie says, but each and every one of us can do the same thing. How? By having Bittul, and then we become Hashem. We get Hashem's Kaychus. And I think it's such an important idea that part of this transcendence is transcend your own nonsense. Transcend your own narratives. We're so big into narratives. Everyone, you know, you go to, to a course about how to be successful in business. What narrative do you have about yourself? The narratives, everyone's narratives. And it's true, this point, there's, there's place for that. But like we said earlier, when something becomes so extreme that becomes your whole reality, then you're locked in. And I believe a big part of the gullus of today is that we're so locked in our own heads, in our own hearts. We're so, so spending so much time analyzing ourselves and this and that, and realizing how damaged we are, and focusing how broken we are. And like, yeah, it's taken. And I, I was telling to you earlier before the fabrik, and we spent a few, we spent a year together in Tzemes in yeshiva, and in Tzemes there's a mashpia named Fitchoff and Zol Zangazim Shtak. He's a you know, he's definitely a bit of a, a holier character. He's in the top 20%, you know, sitting in, he's a, he's, he's a unique read. And I remember him saying the following, but could be, I'm not getting exact. He said he heard it from the Rebbe, but could be it was just he heard it from a mashpia. There's a famous story about the Alta Rebbe that the Alta Rebbe came to the Magid and eventually decided to go home because he made a deal with his wife that he's going to come home eventually. He, he gets on the wagon and his student, not student, his chaver and Malamed, the Altadeva's son, the Avlam Namalaf, who's actually our, our ancestor, comes and says to the wagon driver, and there's two nusachs, there's two ways of saying it, either Shmais the third as Ezelvisin as a third, hit the horse till he knows he's a horse, or Shmais the third of Ben Oisferd, 
or hit the horse till he becomes no longer a horse. Altadeba hears that and says, oh, I, I have more to learn. He gets off the wagon and spends a while at uh, the Magad and learns with Abba Malkua. What did the, what the Abayim explain? That it's the two orphans of, like you said, Iskafia and Ishafka. Hit the horse till they know he's a horse. That's Iskafia. Hit the horse. Stop being a horse is Ishafka. So Fitch has said there's a third, third Nusach. The third Nusach is Shmais the Ferret is of Fargesen. Hit the horse till he forgets he's a horse. And his Nakuda was, and, and for me, it's like, I, I, don't, I don't remember anything else he ever said. And I've sat by hundreds of hours of his pavilion. Like each mashpia that you have, you're lucky if you remember. If you, this is the only thing I remember from him saying. Hit the horse and forget that you're a horse. Not, don't be in denial of your issues. You know, if you have to be in reality of your issues, otherwise you'll never deal with them. If you're, you, know, you could hurt people if you're not in, in, in knowledge of your issues. But don't sit on it all day. Don't live and sit in the sewer. Chassidim always used to say that what shuvah doesn't mean that you go back into the Aveda and sit and say, ah, which machshavah zara did I have? Ah, let me go think about it. Ah, that was wrong. Because then you're back in the machshavah zara. Not kaching, not sitting in ourselves, transcending ourselves. That's really the, the, the name they gave for this lesson is transcend. Transcend your own narishka. We are all full of garbage. They created us with Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas. And Nebuchadnezzar Bahamas doesn't only have a type of Eclipus Noiga stuff, it has a type of Shalosh Klippus at Meis. Each one of us has our own impulses and our own issues, but we all have darkness. What does it mean darkness? We all have made mistakes, and we all have temptations to make even worse mistakes. That's not you. That's a part of you. Deal with it. That's your goal. It's fine. Thus is it. That's you. That's your whole definition of yourself. Stop defining yourself in binary terms. <sighs> I'm a, yeah, like, for me, it's it, it's just interesting, you know, it's here in the Sikha and Shmois. So one of the big verter here, also from Avraham Malach, right? In Aura 64, he quotes the missionary of Avraham Malach learned with the Alter Rebbe, which is also then when, when, when uh, right, this is the first thing they learned with the Alter Rebbe, how Masechus Baruchah starts, that in a time of darkness, in a time of, of night, you're able to have Right, in a time of darkness, transcend yourself. Get out of yourself and connect to something much greater. Right, also, a verse from Avraham the Malach to the, the Altar Rebbe. So really, right, for me... Huh? No, say something. Say. Right, so, so the truth is that it's a very hard one. You're saying transcend yourself. In other words, it's tough. In other words, you have people that totally transcend yourself. To be clear, right, there's, there's a transcendence, if you will, with a lack of self-awareness, right? So you have people that are completely not self-aware. They hear transcendence, great, Valdic, of course, what do you mean, self, right? Then you're not transcending anything. You're right? You're, you're not being mechab or anything. You're not bringing anything together. You're, Let me you're just cut you out. I remember one of our teachers in Yeshiva said, in order to be bittel, you have to have a yesh first. You haven't learned anything. You haven't... <laughs> if you haven't accomplished anything in your life and you're saying you're bittle, you're not bittle, you're just a low life. Do something, get an ego from it, and then yeah. be about the It's very similarly here with a bit of a different twist. There's the point that someone will say, there's Ra, there, there, there's Yitzhar, there's Nefshah Bahamas, it's never happened, you know, when it's, and it's all great. All right. 
it's, it's, you know, and I think Moira is of the young Machreinim show that you can't really, you can't really live in that kind of place. There has to be personal responsibility and you have to be aware of what's going on. And, and we all have, in the Lashon Rebbe, it says in the first Maimer, right? It's very interesting. The first Maimer, the Rebbe speaks about two things that we have to know. There's, a, there's practical heroes, things to do. Go out there, al tikr vayikra, al vayakri, and skafin right, and, and But there's two awareness pointers in the Maimer. They're visenzayim. One thing the Rebbe says, we have to know that the Rebbe speaks about the Nefesh Bahamis, be aware of your Nefesh Bahamis. In other words, reality check. You have a Nefesh Bahamis, and you have your scribble, and you have to do Iskafia, and you have to work on yourself, to work on yourself. That's number one. But together with that comes another, and perhaps, uh, perhaps pro- probably the most vital message of the Maimer, as the other in in other words, know that you're part of Deir Shvi, you're part of a massive new era and a special mission. And that's the Chiddush here. Right? In the Sicha, in Siv Zayin, and perhaps this is what, what says the word of the Sicha, especially we're coming up to your Chvat, they're Oif for a Nasi Right? That everywhere defines what is a Nasi. We're all preparing for your Chvat, the day of Kabbalah Sinasis. What does it mean? What is a Nasi? And throughout the years, and many Sikhs and Maram, we have many different de- definitions of what a Nasi is. But here, the Rebbe uses, you could call Nunbei's language to define what a Nasi is. What's the Chiddush of a Nasi? So, Farbindin, um, Farbindin, Kol Yemei Chayecha, to use the blow of, 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 you know, to the end of the paragraph, that, uh, that a, a Nasi creates a, re- a system where via Yid left, as a yid lives their day-to-day lives, in shama in a gulf, in the physical and coarse world, in the inner gulos, zmana gulos. So our canon our came from zmana You could leave these boundaries unachmer, right? Because the first level is you could live in tzias mitzrayim, but much greater you could live in a matzav of yemaisim mashiach. You could live in yemaisim mashiach reality. You know. It's that Nikuda of, on the one hand, being aware of where you are, right? You're standing on solid ground. You're not floating. Uh, you're here. It's And you're aware of what's happening. At the same time, you know you're in Deir Shvi. You know you're part of something. What's the message of Deir Shvi? Right? Go out of yourself. Go out of yourself. You're part of a much bigger mission. As Rebbe said, right? We're now in a place, it's not, you're not just another individual. Not to deny the power of the individual, but saying that you're not just doing something small. Everything you do, you're part of a cosmic mission. You're part of a global mission. We're here to completely be koivish the world and bring the gola. When you do that, you're able to, on the one hand, be very aware of what's going on, be very grounded. At the same time, recognize that you're part of something so so much greater. But that's a chiddush of a nasi. And for that, it takes a connection to the Nasi. It takes the Reb Lazar ben Azariah, and it takes Chassidim Reb Lazar ben Azariah. It's actually not so simple. One of, one of them, Amar and Basi Lagani, so the Rebbe actually asked that question, like, how is Basi Lagani so, so much speaking about Eskafi and Ishapcha? Halavai Benani, we're, we're barely up to Eskafi. How is Ishapcha shy? And the Rebbe says, because but through our connection to that Tzadikim, we're able to have Ishapcha within us. In other words, that's the oiftu of a nasi. The nasi is the one that gives us all 
you saw there was a shtar kavartim, one of the aris in the sticha, yeah, of the, of the page of four, in the aris 44, what Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah created at the end of the aris, that the koicheshel Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah, hanasi, underlined, it's the nasi that connects these two realities. Shagam bizman hazeh, it's a kol Yisrael. Even in this time, it's a kol Yisrael. What's kol Yisrael? Because there are those people, there are those tzaddikim that even go is always living gula. Rabbi Shemin Yechai and others, with the, the great chachamim. Benzoima, Rabbi uses Benzoima as a dogma. He was living Gola even now. But to take people, regular people, and people that are and are aware of their reality, that they should have a matzah, that's the power of a Nasi. Perhaps that's the Rebbe's greatest message and the biggest mission to, to, to do this, to be mechaber Golos and Gola, to be a chassid. On the one hand, a chassid. Right, what, what, what's the, the free Rebbe brings? Right? You don't know Milas Atzmai, you're gonna underestimate. You don't know Chesarinus Atzmai, you'll overestimate. Right? You have to be aware of, of what's going on. At the same time, you're way beyond that. Why? Because all these things are part of you, but they're not you. You are a chassid, you are a yid, you are an ashama, you're something so much greater. Well, mainly, it gives you the ability to. Except everything that's it's going stable. on. You could stand outside of it while being aware of it. You don't have to be. Right. So in, in the Noach, the Rebbe brings three Ifanim and Shuvah, three ways of change. There's going down and gribbling and dealing with all the garbage. There's just, you know, learning, not just living a higher reality. And then there's dealing with all the product, dealing with all the details. We're, we're not, we're not, Right? It's not the from a community um, where yeah. some say in some places, right, the minig is to put everything under the rug, right? No, we're, we're aware of everything that's going on, but we won't define ourselves by that. We're looking from the outside. How do I heal that? How do I correct that? How do I make these details in sync with the collective well-being and health of ourselves and of the community? So I, I want to finish the fabrication on that. I want to make two final nakudas. Number one, in case the English was too fancy, it's too early to overcompensate. So, right. And, uh, and uh, I have to be mindful of the fact that I have, uh, that, that I'm in a moisted, that's a, a language that I grew up not knowing a word of. Yeah, as they say in Alitari, you grow up not knowing three languages. And... Uh, and the second Akuda is that we're dedicating this Fabian and Nishmas, our father, Chassid Abiyena, but Chassid Amir, whose yard site is Kimmel Shvat, the third yard site, the Ali and Neshama, and the ultimate Ali is Lashirida, that should be Zeicha, but Kitsu Vidan Meshech Neyafa, the Hubba Seicham, and it should only be Simchas Bayan Zala. And I do think, you mentioned Tati, I do think that in his way, in his way, he, he, uh, he straddled the, the fence. You know, he had this. Uh, Yeah, he, did. He, he, yeah, he was, uh, he was uh, you know, a regular uh, American boy, uh, you know, and he had, uh, you know, he was here, and uh, he was, he was, uh, he, I don't, he wasn't really a guy in denial of his own Nefesh Bahamas and other people's Nefesh Bahamas. Um, at the same time, yeah, he, he strived for, and he, and he tried to live a... Because it wasn't about him. He was the Rebbe's match, and like that's one thing that became clear. The, the man accomplished so much in his life because it wasn't about him. And right. if it was 
on him, chances are he would have accomplished much less. Like he was, I think only after his passing did he become aware of what he did. <laughs> like, you know, like the, the famous uh, mimer of the Deba by Rabbi Yechim and Zake that's sitting on his deathbed not knowing if I've accomplished anything. Um, so like, yeah. But the point is we can all, we, we all have a Nefesh Bahamas, but that's not a Chiddush. We all know that. We, we, we spend so much time in there. And the point of this Sikha is be aware. Be aware of your issues. Otherwise, Chas Hashem could have terrible situations. But transcend it. That's not you. It's, a, it's an issue you have to deal with. But that's not you. We should all be able to implement it. And we should all be able to take the Sikha and bring it into our lives so that we should uh, not only live Mashiach within Galus, we should live Mashiach, this uh, Galus Melcha, Mashiach, take Yam. Okay. Hi. 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 Hi.